Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Assisting us today, our lector is Henry Hegerly. I am happy to have Hannah Strauss with us playing violin. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy. And I am happy that we have Deacon Frank and Father Michael presiding. Gathering in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Gathering on this fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, just one more week before we begin the celebration of Lent and moving towards the Easter season, we know that we continue to hear the call and enter into the beginnings of discipleship with Jesus, as we do so in Mark's Gospel. As we, again, are hearing this call and beginning to follow and to understand what it means to be his follower and to be part of his kingdom, we know how much we need God's grace, mercy, that we may have his courage and his strength. Lord Jesus, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you heal our woundedness, our sufferings, and give us compassion. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you sit at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, that with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, 
they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us be attentive to the word of God. A reading from the book of Job. Job spoke, saying, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Are not his days those of a hireling? He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. So I have been assigned months of misery, and troubled nights have been allotted me. If in bed I say, when shall I arise? And the night drags on. I am filled with restlessness until dawn. My days are swifter, swifter than a weaver's shuttle. They come to an end without hope. Remember that my life is like the wind. I shall not see happiness again. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord for he is good. Sing praise to our God, for he is gracious. It is fitting to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. The dispersed of Israel he gathers. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars, and he calls each by name. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. To his wisdom there is no limit. The Lord sustains the lowly. The wicked he casts to the ground. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. If I do so willingly, I have a recompense, but if unwillingly, then I have been entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my recompense? That, I, that when I preach, I offer the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. Although I am free in all regards to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so as to win over as many as possible. To the weak I became weak, to win over the weak. I have become all things to all, to save at least some. All this I do for the sake of the gospel, so that I too may have a share in it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Oh, Lord. 
took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached her, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. As just a few of us gather tonight, I'm walking in and looking at the faces of a few people and realizing uh, kind of the pain and the struggle that's been going on in a lot of people's lives these days. Um, Not only, of course, in the midst of the pandemic that continues to unfold, although we're starting to see a little bit of the rollout of the vaccine, slowly. (laughs) We're starting to see that, but also personal struggles, family struggles, uh, loss of loved ones. Uh, struggles with jobs. And so when we hear that responsorial psalm (laughs) repeated today, uh, that bless the Lord who heals the brokenhearted, I hope and pray that you and I are able to hear that. And not only hear it, but also know it. Because really, the presence of the Lord is something that strengthens us heals us, encourages, and nurtures us. And actually, that healing as well as nurturing presence of the Lord is very often something that we extend to one another as we walk with each other. And that support, that encouragement, really oftentimes comes from uh, a a child, uh, a spouse, uh, you know, a a family member, uh, a a son or daughter, an aunt, an uncle, uh, a neighbor, somebody who's sitting in the pew next to you. Thanks be to God for the nurturing of the Lord in the midst of especially our year, but also the history and the personal things that have been going on in some of our lives. As uh, we begin uh, again here, I want to remind and put a context of where we are, both in the gospel as where we are as a parish community as well, and as well as the liturgical year. And again, just a real brief review of the context. 
Remember that each time we move into a, a new liturgical year, an ordinary time, as we've been for these last five weeks, four weeks, uh, we, we get to start again what it means to be a disciple and enter into that cycle of discipleship and walk with Jesus and one another from the beginning of a gospel kind of, kind of semi-continuously through the end. And so we're walking with Jesus and walking with one another and learning once again what does it mean to be called? What does it mean to respond? What does it mean to be a follower who continues to grow in relationship with the Lord and with the Lord's community? What does it mean then to realize that we're part of and sharing in the gifts and the mission of God's kingdom that is carried out into the world in support and care of one another and transformation ultimately, hopefully to make the world a little bit more as the God's kingdom and as God would wish. And so we get to hear that cycle once again. Also, we as a parish, again, we're, we're in a reboot right now, right? So we've we just become a new reality. We're just a month old, for goodness sakes. Actually, this is the fifth, just a month and a day old, right? So we started the 4th of, of January. And so we're really also trying to, again, say, okay, what does it mean to be a community, a parish? And so as we're doing that, we're hearing from the Gospel of Mark, and we're hearing once again the call to follow. We're doing our best to respond. And we're doing our best then to learn what that might mean for us as a parish community and as a people as we move through and develop and nurture and be nurtured through this next year. Mark's Gospel, we heard proclaimed today. We are just still in the very first chapter of Mark. Not only are we in the very first chapter of Mark, but he has just really begun his public ministry and his first two miracles, and it's all within the first, probably, what well, we would say, I don't know about scripturally, 24 hours. We're in like the first 24-hour period, right, of, of him really beginning his public ministry. All that Jesus has done to this point, he's gone to the Sea of Galilee, he's near Capernaum, He's basically started out by saying, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. He sees a couple of fishermen and then a couple more fishermen. He's just called four disciples, right, from the sea. Then he walks into the little village next to the Sea of Galilee called Capernaum. He walks into the synagogue, and we just heard two weeks ago that he stood up and started to teach, and they were amazed at his teaching. And it was because he didn't teach like the scribes, he taught as one having authority. His authority now is manifest in his first two miracles. His first miracle is the encounter of an unclean spirit in the, in the synagogue itself. And that was just last week, and he just cast out the unclean spirit. And so it reveals the authenticity of Jesus' teaching in his word. His word has power because he says, come out, and the unclean spirit does. This is the second miracle. He leaves the synagogue behind. He leaves church. <laughs> and where does he go? He goes into a home. He goes into the home of Peter's mother-in-law, 
and finds her sick and performs his second miracle. And notice, the first miracle was with his word. The second miracle that he performs is by reaching out with his hand, grasping her and pulling her up. And so it's by touch. It's by physical action. And so we hear this new teaching with authority where both word and action have power and are of the same thing. (laughs) Now we're starting to learn what it means to respond to the call of Jesus, what it means to be a disciple, and how important your and I authenticity is with one another and with the Lord, both in word and in our action and in what we do and what we experience. Just a couple of unique points uh, from this second miracle he performs in Mark with this encounter with Peter's mother-in-law and by discipleship as well. First of all, again, he's left the synagogue and now has gone into a home. Ordinary place, ordinary circumstances, ordinary people, probably a people who are just from a small town, marginalized. We have him actually encountering and experiencing a woman. By the way, it's still the Sabbath. (laughs) He never should touch her. (laughs) It's somebody else's wife. He doesn't care, right? There's a need and basically reaches out and grabs her and pulls her up. What also is unique about this passage and and what, what points out is after Jesus grabs her and helps her up, it says she serves them immediately from being broken down, from being crushed, from being probably, who knows where she was, you know, or maybe at the edge of her life, now to being strong again. She immediately, after being touched, must share the power that she has experienced and share it with others. And it says that she basically served. It's actually the same word I said to Frank at the beginning. It's the same root word as deacon. It's diakone, service. And it actually, it says waited on them. So there's this sense of serving at table. Now, by the way, before we get to... Uh, you know, a woman's work is in the kitchen sort of thing. <laughs> you know, that, that is not what that's about, really. It's about the fact that she was touched, and now she touches. She was served, and now she serves. She was nurtured and healed, and now she is. And if you think about, in the Gospels, how powerful it is when Jesus is at table with someone, and she is at the table with them serving with and in the Lord. How that place of home and table is a place of acceptance. It's a place where barriers are brought down. It's a place where conflict can happen in a healthy way. All of those things happen around table with Christ Jesus. And so, after being touched, she touched. Powerful, powerful example of discipleship and really who you and I are as well. We have been, of course, walking through uh, the covenant. Now, I know we haven't been talking about it too a whole lot over this last, uh, last probably month or so because we've been 
kind of really focusing on the, the, the ceremonies and the liturgies and things of, of both healing and then celebrating who we are as Mary, Queen of Peace. But very much a part of that, of course, is the covenant as the foundation of who we are. And it really is a way of articulating the cycle of discipleship, being called, responding in relationship and prayer, inviting others, because oftentimes that's how people found out who Jesus were. Somebody else helped them, right? It has to do with serving, diakone, right? right? It has to do with nurturing and being touched and touching, and then going forth and actually doing something, which he does at the end of today's gospel, by the way. Let's go on to the next town. So, so we're articulating the cycle of discipleship through this community covenant of ours. But we've been talking about recently the fourth part, which is we nurture. And we nurture is about growing in a continued lifelong way. Growing in holiness, growing in faith. But not only is it about the parish and us helping grow in faith, but it actually is also a realization and a commitment to the fact that not only am I nurtured by, but I too help nurture others. And when I walk with somebody else, I'm actually part of their journey of growing in faith, holiness, truth, justice, mercy, love. And so it's we're nurtured, but we also are part of nurturing. When we're touched, when we're grasped and held up, then we too actually realize that we touch others and strengthen others by what we've been gifted with and offer in service to the larger community. It's a powerful, powerful expression. And if you think about it, brothers and sisters, right? How would you be getting through right now if it wasn't for one another? If it wasn't for the people that you love and who love you, if it wasn't for each other as parishioners and, and, and members of staff and family, how would you be doing? Because we know that once we've experienced, once we've heard the power of His Word, once we've experienced the power of His touch and His grasp, that then we too become part of sharing His Word, sharing His touch, We've been healed and nurtured, and we become healing and nurturing for others. As we reboot and enter into this new phase of parish and enter into the life of discipleship once again, realize how profoundly you and I are touched, encouraged, challenged <laughs> with and in the Lord and with one another. And realize the more and more we walk with each other, the more we truly realize, blessed is the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Trusting the power of God's word, God's touch, God's compassion for us and for all, we bring these needs and petitions. Our response this evening is, hear us, O Lord. Mary, Queen of Peace, unify us as we worship together in our newly named parish community. We pray, hear us, O Lord. You are a helper close at hand at times of distress. Grant peace of heart to all who are troubled and afraid. We pray, hear us, O Lord. 
for healing and strength, that God will heal the sick, curb the transmission of the coronavirus, sustain all who care for the sick and guide those who are working to administer the vaccine. We pray. We remember new parishioners, the newly baptized and those with birthdays and anniversaries during the month of February. We pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially William Billen and Laurie Krueger, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today Alexander Mouse Caparelli and all the attentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. And gathering our prayers together, let us now pray the prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray, amen.
At the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray for the kingdom and say, Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. You said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but the faith of your church. Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We turn to offer each other some sign of Christ's peace and presence. For those who are joining us virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. By Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just a few announcements this evening. In today's bulletin, there's information about of our upcoming Take 10, Take 2. Take 10 was originally scheduled to happen last year during Lent, but due to the pandemic, it was canceled. We will be setting aside some time at the beginning of selected masses during Lent to share thoughts on the last two sections of the community covenant. The clergy and a few members of our parish community will be sharing homilies and witnesses about the covenant themes. We are hosting a virtual concert, My Funny Valentine, next Sunday, February 14th at 3 p.m. This is the latest of our Music on the Mount concert series. We will not be hosting anyone in the church space for this concert. You may watch it, though, via our YouTube channel. There is also information in today's bulletin about Ash Wednesday's mass times and how ashes will be distributed this year. And once again, we appreciate everyone's cooperation in following the safety measures as you leave the church. Continue to keep a safe distance when exiting the building, and any visiting should be done outside. 
and please keep your kneelers in the down position for sanitizing purposes. Thank you. Let us stand and let us pray. O oh God, you have willed that we be partakers of the one bread and the one chalice. Grant us, we pray, so to live that made one in Christ, we would joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of all the world. And this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has ended. Go in peace. Glorify the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe, and please know that we are always praying for you. We cannot measure how you heal or answer every sufferer's prayer, yet we believe your grace responds where faith and doubt unite to care. Your hands, the bloodied on the cross, survive to hold and heal and warn, to carry all through death to life and cradle children yet unborn. So some have come who need your help and some have come to make amends as hands which shaped and saved the world are present in the touch of friends Lord let your spirit meet us here to mind and soul to disentangle peace from pain and make your broken